Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Purse Strings. I am your host, Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, first up, we're going to be talking social media today, and I have a few stats and facts to share with you to kind of set the stage. A blog, her, and Compass Partners social media study from April shows that of U.S. female Internet users, more than 60% of seniors shop online, research products and services online, and retrieve news and information online. Now, those, um, the way seniors were defined by that survey were ages 61 to 75 years of age. Now, when it comes to instant messaging, only 42% of seniors actually participated in that activity, and only 33% shared digital photos or read blogs. Now, boomers, those were the women ages 42 to 60, actually have a little higher percentages, that you, as you might imagine, across all of those points, um, jumping up more significantly with 48% of them IMing, with 45% sharing digital photos. So, um, as you can imagine, the younger you go down the scale, the higher the participation rate. But what I really want you to take away from this stat is that clearly more than half of seniors are out there online, incredibly active, um, researching, gathering information, and shopping. Um, an eMarketer study fielded just last month shows that online video consumption is up, with 80% of the U.S. online population watching videos at least once a month, and many, many of them are creating their own content. Now, just uh, in the last year, this number has really spiked. I don't know why, because the study, study doesn't tell me why, but it does say that when it comes to creating content online, it's expected to grow by 2% each year, with half of all internet users creating their own content by 2012. So if you're looking to market to just about anyone, consider uh, creating your own um, video content would be a great way to do it. Well, each and every week, those of you who listen, you know that we take a deep dive into a specific consumer segment. And today, our purse profile is the passenger bag princess. This is a passenger bag because there's lots of room to hold her high-tech toys in keeping with our theme today. Well, the demographics, uh, around 3.3 million of these women out there. The median age is 30. They're college grads, married, employed, full-time, no kids in the home, uh, with a median household income of $104,000. Now, they love technology, obviously. They try to keep up to date on all developments in technology. They love to buy new gadgets or probably buy 
buying gadgets to fill those stockings this holiday. They like to learn about computer technology and the web. And um, honestly, many of them say they'll pay anything for the electronic product that they want. They're very, very influential. Their friends ask them for their advice when buying electronic equipment. They're the first among their friends to have the latest toy. And um, they like to go out and try new stores and they think that they're very, very intellectually curious about all things, not just technology. And um, they consider them adventurous and opportunistic. Um, when it comes to brands, where are they shopping? Well, they're shopping at Gap, Banana Republic, Tommy, Ralph Lauren, Victoria's Secret. They're driving Volkswagens, Jeeps, Saturns, Hondas. Um, when it comes to designers, they're wearing Ralph Lauren, as I mentioned before, Liz Claiborne, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, and Nina Ricci. Um, when it comes to what they are consuming across the various mediums, um, they are obviously very in tune with what's happening, whether it be magazines, cable, or online. The websites that they prefer are CNN.com, eBay.com, Monster, Netflix, Dell, and Best Buy. Um, what they're reading, PC World. Imagine that. You were wondering who was reading PC World. Well, it's this woman, Wired, First for Women, New York Magazine, In Style and Time, along with Oprah's Magazine. And they're watching Discovery Channel, HGTV, VH1, TBS, FX, and EE. So this is a woman who obviously has consumed a lot of technology. She's um, reading about it. She's online uh, searching about it. She's influencing others, so you want to keep her in mind. Well, my guest for this program certainly knows about social media. She's going to be talking about that today, but not about the 30-something. We're going to be looking down the road probably another 20, 30, 40 years uh, ahead, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Mary Brown has more than 20 years of experience as a brand champion. She's had her own shop. She's also was the lead strategist and planner for JWT Boom. She's co-authored a book called Boom, Marketing to the Ultimate Power Consumer, the Baby Boomer woman and her extensive agency experiences across all brands a lot of really big brands that you would know clear blue easy celebrity cruises liz claiborne timex cole Haan, and many 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 others so stick around when we come back we're going to be talking about social media media and boomer women with mary brown in just a moment okay time for something we can all relate to shopping her strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers Friend Finder. Friend Finder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCupid.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With Friend Finder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Jeez, another year with no refund from the IRS. I got a nice chunk of change this year. I'm buying a new car and I'm going to Fiji. How in the world did you do that? I got in on TaxBrain.com's affiliate program. And it's easy to make big money during tax season just by bringing them other people paying their taxes. TaxBrain.com? How does that work? With TaxBrain.com's affiliate program, I command a huge payday with their nitro payouts because I get paid for leads as well as sales. That sounds easy. How do you do it? 
Zealand. They give me all the tools it takes, like dedicated publisher support, analytics capabilities, custom tracking and creative services, and so much more that I need to make money the easy way. Wow. With 140 million households paying taxes every year, I bet there's no shortage of business all season long. Now you got the idea. Make money off the tax man. How do I find out more? Visit taxbrain.com forward slash affiliates to find out more. Taxbrain.com, America's online tax service. Susan, you're still responsible for digital marketing programs, right? Right. So your team is responsible for email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign optimization, and scheduling? Your point? Why are you so relaxed? My team deals with five different solutions, tech support teams, and just as many invoices, and it's making us mental. What is it? Aromatherapy? Acupuncture? Why are you so relaxed? You just have to simplify your tool set and unify your team. Lyris provides totally integrated email marketing, web analytics, PPC campaign management, and calendaring functionality. It's all in one spot that provides a holistic view of all your team's efforts. And you get all of this functionality for $299 a month. So with Lyris, one company can do it all. I feel like I can cancel that acupuncture appointment already. To see how Lyris can simplify your life, visit Lyris.com or call 1-888-GO-LYRIS. Simplify, unify, and increase ROI with Lyris today. Start your search engine and put your servers into overdrive. It's WebmasterRadio.fm, steering you into the winner's circle. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Well, welcome back to Purse Strings. I am so excited to have Mary Brown with me today. She co-authored Boom. It's so great to have you, Mary. You know, um, your expertise in the Boomer field is just second to none. And uh, we've had some guests on before talking about Boomer women, but I really think you bring a new perspective today. In fact, um, you know, I know you feel that the one segment that has the most power are boomers but there are people out there who may say oh i don't understand that why is that can you explain a little bit about the power of boomers sure i'd love to i mean to start and kind of simply put i'm going to do a little bit of the math because that's one of the most compelling aspects i mean boomers they make up the largest and the most affluent generational demographic in u.s history ever you know at approximately 78 million the boomer generation is close to twice the size of the generation that precedes it gen y um, as well as twice the size of the generation that follows, the Ikes or the silence of the mature generation. And, you know, when you consider boomer kids, the echo boomers, they come close in numbers, but let's face it, they don't really have the earning potential yet, at least not comparatively, that their parents do. So, you know, boomers, we spend more than any other generation, spending over $2 trillion annually. Um, to put that in perspective, that kind of makes us the 11th largest world economy, spending larger than the GDP of Mexico or Canada. Um, And even beyond the sheer size of this demographic, boomer households actually spend, on average, an additional $10,000 every year on consumer goods and services more than the younger cohorts. Um, Then you layer on top of this, you know, the phenomenon that you speak about in your show a lot, that women in general control the purse strings. They decide how 80 cents on every dollar is going to be spent when it comes to consumer goods. Um, more math, just over half of all boomers are women, and that percentage is only going to increase really as coming years is, because, let's face it, women tend to outlive men. So for me, where things have gotten so compelling is when you consider the convergence of these two mega demographic trends out there, 
boomers and women. I mean, it's really the hottest demographic sweet spot today. And I mean, basically, there are more boomer women consuming more products and capable of flexing more combined social and even economic and political muscle than any other gender age segment out there today. I mean, that's why I believe that they're really marketers' biggest opportunity um, in moving forward in the coming decade. Well, and I absolutely agree with you, and I think a lot of people out there listening today would be quite astonished to hear those stats and facts. Why are marketers missing this this power uh, center here and and instead really focusing on women under 40? I mean, I look at ads on television, and I, I'm bombarded by messages like many, many of us out there are, and it feels like they're really focused on the younger woman. Why Why is that? Well, this amuses me. It's kind of ironic. I mean, the boomer generation itself, we're partly to blame for, for instilling all this bias and kind of focus on youth in the marketplace. I mean, as kids, if you look back to when we were kids in our formative years, our perceptions of old and old people, they were founded on a model based really on the turn of the century when the average lifespan was just 30 years less mm-hmm. than it is today. I mean, as kids, boomers thought people in their 50s and 60s were old, and let's face it, they were old. They looked old, they acted old, their lifespan was shorter. So I think when we were younger, boomers, we bought into this notion of this kind of depressing decline of life as you aged and instilling biases that especially marginalized mature women. Um, so as young adults, we kind of partook of this culture that equated youth with the capacity to contribute to society. And so it's really ironic that as we've aged, you know, and as lifespans have gotten longer, um, our obsession with youth and the focus on teens and 20-somethings that we, in fact, inspired, it stayed put. So we're kind of our own worst enemy here. <laughs> I mean, that's largely why by the time a woman is approaching 50, you know, and certainly after thereafter, she's, she's been thought to be undesirable consumer by the majority of marketers and the media in the past. So, I mean, I think that, Another reason that markets haven't grasped the notion of older women as quote-unquote trendsetters is that, um, you know, never before in history have we had such a huge older population with so many people living and remaking what it is to be 50 or 60 or beyond. Um, Yes, and it's it's really an education. Yeah. So, you know, so it's it's really, you know, uh, boomer women today – you know, she's quite, she's quite different than a 50-year-old 20, 30 years ago. Um, oh, incredibly different. Yeah, she's, I mean, she's, she's got a lot she's, of different... Yeah, she's more established in her careers than younger cohorts. I mean, she's at the peak of her earning potential. Um, these women are not likely to be stepping aside or retiring, especially in this current economic situation today where we've all kind of lost our retirement. Um you know, and the majority of boomer women say that the older they get, actually the more they enjoy trying new things, which busts open the whole myth of, you know, once you've got her in your brand, she's going to stick with that product, you know, throughout as she ages. She's just as likely to switch brands as a teenager. Um, you know, and, and again, as I mentioned, with the advancements in healthcare and science, the average American woman is living 30 years longer than she did 100 years ago. So at age 50 today... You know, she's looking at her life going, well, I'm barely halfway through, whereas previously she was coming towards the end of her lifespan. So I think that, you know, a lot of these, these stereotypes have been put in place that, 
marketers and the media are starting to understand shifting, but it's still just, I think, in the early awareness phase. And it's those stereotypes that get in the way of marketers really connecting to her. Well, and now that this is a different type of woman than most marketers are used to communicating to, and, and really we as part of thought leaders in this area, need to educate marketers about how to connect with this woman in an authentic, meaningful way. What do you suggest that they do to really make that connection with the boomer woman and and maybe some of the things that they should be avoiding too, some things that, that might be actually working to the detriment of them? Sure. Well, I think as I mentioned, I mean, a lot of it is we just need to push beyond the stereotypes around middle-aged and older women and look a lot closer into understanding, you know, the values and the forces that, that shape and drive her market behavior today. And, and to do this, it really helps to, to, A, to segment down to be effective. I mean, we're talking 40 million boomer women. That's a huge group to think that you can market just in one way with one message. You know, so the challenge is how do we do this? How do we break it down? And, um, I think that we need to look beyond just the traditional demographic approaches of, you know, age and income slice and do more of a multi-dimensional view that, that looks at some key things, which looks at generational values overlaid with sort of her life stage mosaic. I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, taking a closer look at health status and affluence, because I've found in my experience those two key things really um, – can determine uh, her market behavior, whether she's in good health or how affluent she is. Um, there's obviously gender-specific behavior. And then there's even a lot of new scientific learnings around the mature mind and how um, it actually becomes more creative and more resilient as one ages. So, I mean, so th- that's kind of like the, the formula that I've used over time for helping to pull apart and figure out how to connect with it. I mean, say, for example... The generational element, um, I think this is something that, that anybody who's marketing to a particular age group would want to better understand how each generation's sort of overarching values, they've been shaped by the, the key cultural and political and economic landscape during, during our core formative years, like when we're becoming an adult and looking around for how to build our identity. And, I mean, for example, someone... A previously older consumer, someone who came of age during the Depression or, say, during the the stock market crash, well, the first stock market crash, not the one we just had, Um, you know, as many boomer parents did, these events shaped real core values of, you know, thriftiness and deferred gratification and respect for authority. Um, And those are very different in contrast to the values that boomers shaped as they grew up in relative prosperity, you know, they lived through the controversial Vietnam War, but more in an expanding globally and technologically aware culture. So they shaped more in a generation with values around idealism and individualism, seeking immediate gratification, you know, and it changes for each generation. Gen Y, um, I mean, Gen X, you know, these were kind of the latchkey kids, they're much more divorced, they're more, in general, a little bit more cynical, um, so, so understanding these core values behind the, the generation of consumer that you're marketing to helps. Um, I mean, in addition to ge- the generational layer, there's taking a look at the life stage mosaic that a 45- to 65-year-old woman 
is negotiating. She's, I mean, it's it's really packed. Everything from second careers, caregiving, taking care of, of older parents and younger kids, um, divorce, remarriage. There's empty nesting that could be going on. They could be a parent at the same time. There could be a grandparent. Um, they're also dealing with the realities of physical aging in a way they haven't had to before. So she she's really experiencing you know, more life stage transitions in her 50s than any other time of life. And a part of studies that really showed, you know, that, that between the ages of 50 and 59, there's a spike on the number of life stage transitions you're juggling at once. You know, you might think, oh, the person, the woman who has so much on her plate is like that new mom, professional in her 30s, where in fact it doesn't even hold a candle to what a woman in her 50s is trying to juggle. Um, well, so, and I'm sure, too, that that influences the the way that she stays connected with people as well. I would imagine that uh, because there's so many demands on her time, totally, she almost yeah. had to learn to communicate. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things for marketers is to realize that time is – she has no time. She's trying to do so much. So anything – that you can do with your product or your service that is going to actually help her get things done in a way that makes her life easier. She's going to be totally devoted to you, and she's going to talk about it as well. Um, you know, and I want to talk about that, Mary. We, when we come back, we actually have to go away for a quick break. But when we come back, I do want to talk about how she's talking about it and where that talk is happening. It might be in an unusual place out there for a lot of people, not what you suspect. So when we come back, we're going to talk about women, uh, boomer women online in just a moment. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Have a good weekend, Andy. See you, Andy. Hey, Jim, why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're having margarita night. Offshoring.com. Fast, inexpensive, excellent, and on time. Offshoring.com. Hey, have you got that number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are your domains locked to the max? If not, your online brand presence and your entire online business could be at risk from Internet thieves. Imagine the damage that you and your company would suffer if control of your domain was lost. Protect all of your valuable domains with MaxLock. From Moniker, your domain asset management specialist. With MaxLock, even if your email accounts are hacked and your passwords are stolen, your domains are protected in your Moniker account. Transfer your domains to Moniker today. Powered by MaxLock. Delivering maximum protection for your domains. Find out more at moniker.com slash MaxLock. 
Jim Hedger and Dave Davies bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Webcology, Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. And we're back. I'm joined today by Mary Brown. She co-authored the book, Boom, Marketing to the Ultimate Power Consumer, the Baby Boomer Woman. And we've been talking a lot about boomer women, why they're the power core for a lot of people out there looking to really connect for the next 10, 15 years with a very, very powerful consumer audience and what that might be overlooked. And right before the, the break, Mary, we were talk- talking a little bit about how to connect with this woman uh, in a meaningful way, but also where she goes for her support and communication. And I know that um, you've found that she's obviously online quite a bit. Can you talk a bit about why she's increasingly online and how this really does support her need for community? Sure. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of the stats um, before the the interview started, and I just want to back those up. I mean, you're right, and at the Internet, Internet use among older Americans is the most rapidly growing segment. I mean, today is amazing. Boomers, they make up the web's largest constituency. They account for fully one-third of the 195 million web users in the U.S., um, they've already embraced, she's already embraced using the web for purchases, hands down. She spends more money on online shopping than your average web user, so she's very comfortable in that space online. You know, yet I wanted to say that despite this, you know, boomers are, are arguably the most underserved audience on the net when it comes to relevant destinations and conversations. Um, and I think that, you know, in regards to their participation and engagement online, um, it's not surprising that our boomer woman is more active in online activities she's familiar with, such as researching and shopping and email. Um, other areas, though, I do say that you know there's still a reluctance for adoption, like concerning IM or texting. Because look, the figures are not quite as active as younger cohorts. Although I think we've got our teenage kids to influence and to thank for a lot of boomers' increasing adoption here. I think that there's a there's a lot to be said with this influencer of, you know, kids really getting their folks comfortable with a lot of online technology. Um, but, you know, it's interesting. In, quote, in, in regards to, quote, unquote, social networking, the numbers still do drop off. She's still hesitant um, in the big numbers to, to adopt a lot of the social networking places compared to younger Users, so you know, you just kind of have to keep that in mind as marketers trying to figure out where she is. She's she is online in a lot of different places in big numbers, but the social networking side is it's really something that I think is is just starting to take hold and growing. Um, I mean, the irony of it is we're talking about community, which is the core of her DNA. is really about community. You'd think it would be a natural fit, but um, in fact, some studies that we've done. You know, some of the barriers that they have in adopting social networking, number one, and this kind of goes toward, um, you know, the generation, is there's concern over privacy and having personal information on the web. They really want assurance that their info is kept private. So the message, you know, for a marketer there is is to make sure that you've got that assurance is built into your your the, the social networking component anytime you're asking her to give up information. 
Um, the second barrier is from the, the research we've done in the polls is they simply don't have the same amount of time um, that younger kids have to just hang out and chat. I mean, they already have so much to do. You know, remember I talked about how they're going through all these different life changes and their time is really pressed. So it's it's kind of like they're not just looking to go and hang out. It's still they're still looking for things that are a tool to help their life. Um, and and the third thing that's a, I think a barrier is the lack of apparent relevancy to their lives or their interests. They don't they don't see the benefit from spending time on a social networking site that doesn't focus on their particular interests, or it doesn't help them keep in touch with their circle of, of family and friends. Um, interesting. I recently spoke with Robin Walliner. She's the founder of a new uh, boomer social networking site called tbb.com. You may have heard of it. Um, she, she was talking about she really believes that the reason why boomers haven't yet committed totally to social networks is because there's not enough safe, relevant, and content-worthy places that exist for boomers and their needs. Um, you know, I also think there's a nomenclature block here. When you tell a boomer, do you go, do you go to social networks, they think... Um, like MySpace, uh, one mm-hmm. boomer friend of mine, she commented, why on earth would I want to hang out on a site where teenage girls post provocative pictures of themselves? I mean, that's kind of her notion of social networking. So I think we're going to see, you know, that, that these perceptions that were originally instilled about what actually social network is um, need to be sort of broken down along with marketers bringing more relevant social spaces for boomers and their needs to the table. Mary, what companies out there do you feel are doing a good job of connecting with Boomer Women? And that might also include some hot sites as well in just the few minutes that we have left. Uh, sure. I mean, I think that um, a couple on my list there is uh, Citibank. Um, they started out, they're one of the first to really do a women's initiative. They have their womenandco.com site, which is um, – it really supports boomer women's specific financial needs because, you know, finances are obviously a big and hot topic for her. But this site provides a really great online portal and access to, like, investment education and classes, professionals, and other like-minded working women. Um, also in the financial sector, I think Schwab has done a great job. Um, check out their site, RethinkRetirement.com. It's this cool microsite that they've created. created. It's kind of gender neutral, but um, it leads you through different retirement questions, you know, such as how you think you need to retire, and then it shows you how others responded. Um, other, other companies I think are doing a good job. I live out here in the Bay Area in San Francisco, and Kaiser Permanente, which is a healthcare company, large healthcare company, They've done a great job communicating to boomer women, um, realizing that she's at the heart of so many of the health issues in a family. Um, she, they promised to cut through a lot of the baggage of, of health care and negotiating doctors, like you can schedule and reschedule your appointments online and call in, you don't have to call in prescriptions, you can do it online, you know, giving her these easy tools and, and making them work online. Uh, another example is a startup I just interviewed. Um, it's an online community called Caring.com. I to keep an eye on it. They're, they provide this incredible comprehensive resource and to-do lists and support specifically for boomers struggling to take care of their aging parents, which is mm. a huge trend. Mm-hmm. Um, do I have time for a couple more? 
Uh, well, you know, before you, before you get there, though, I, I want we only have about a minute left, and I wanted to to ask you about any trends you saw on the horizons for 09. I mean, I feel like um, the examples that, that you've shared are just fantastic. But I'm, I'm curious, because you really do know this content area so well, what do you think is coming down the pike for in the area of boomer women? Sure, I'll do like real top line, just since we don't have that much time. But trends that I'd keep an eye on that are going to, you know, to, to tap into this this demographic and this powerhouse. I think any companies that help her negotiate staying in the workplace longer, now that this economic downturn means she's going to have to work, um, you know, boomer university programs, fashion styles that accommodate, you know, our 50-year-old shapes but kind of give us a youthful professional look, you know, like Ann Taylor Loft comes to mind. I think they do a good job hitting that balance. Um, other trends, we're going to see encore careers. There's this whole movement afoot of boomers, you know, reaching a point in their careers where they've kind of climbed to the top of the corporate ladder and then they're, they're looking around and wondering if that ladder's leaning against the right wall. This, this desire to also have a career that gives back yet still mm-hmm. earns you money. Um, I mentioned the caregiving trend. We're gonna, that's just going to become endemic and huge. Um, I think we're going to see this, this uh, boomerang parents and boomerang kids Returning back into the home with boomers, it's going to be, you know, just because with economics, you know, assisted living facilities are harder to afford. Kids can't afford rent. We're going to see this trend of everybody moving back into the home. What does that look for? Look like for, um, for you know, the home building industry and areas around that. Um, I think women and fitness. I think a focus on fitness and active aging for women led, uh, you know, for for fifty year old. Like I just joined a health club where they've got a whole fleet of teachers that know how to teach Pilates and step for the 50-year-old body where you can't sling body parts around across the room like Mm -hmm. you used to when you were younger. Um, So those are some key topic things that I think uh, we're going to see or where I'd place my money moving forward. Great insights, Mary. Thank you so much. I'm so sorry we've run out of time because I think we could talk another half hour on this topic. (laughs) I know you can talk all day. (laughs) Well, thanks so much for making time today and uh, looking forward to seeing what happens in the coming year. There's, There's a lot to look forward to, and as you mentioned, a lot of trends on the horizon. Check out her blog. BoomerWomenMarketing.TypePad.com. You definitely want to check it out. She does a great job there. And thanks to George. A a shout-out for him for smooth sailing on the show today. And join me next Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern, for another edition of Purse Strings. Until then, have a wonderful holiday and make it a great one.